right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. Episode 10, one week off, um, you know, yeah, we, were, yeah. uh, we were uh, just um, holding out until Bobby Schmurder was finally released. So, you know, shout out to him. Now we're back. We, we can carry on with uh, the normal proceedings of this program. Do you think his hat ever came back? Uh, no, I saw a great meme that it's parachuting in now for orbit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, time to get back. <laughs> So, no, up until today, I don't think it had. I, I think the spiritual hat is uh, on its descent back to its rightful place. Dude, he's been in prison for six years. I was thinking about that because I, I was thinking, like, wh where I was in my life when that song came out and, like, you know, that song came out, you know, the one that really blew him up. And I was like, I was a sophomore in college. Like, th the amount of things that have changed in my life in that time is crick like. Because, you know, you and I think back, you know, we'll probably reference this many times. We hadn't even gone to Alabama at that point. Like, mm -hmm. we didn't know each other. Mm -mm. Like, and, I, you know, that feel that in itself feels like it was like 10 years ago at this point. So, it's like, yeah, yeah six years is a long time. Six years is a long time to be behind a wall. And you know how much I didn't accomplish in six years? Like, damn, I probably felt like I've been. That too. <laughs> like, it, it's wild. Like, it, it's sad, though, because six you don't get that time back i mean he took more time so that roddy webber can get out but we we going off track episode number 10. okay I, so we, we preface this in the pre-show you have one number 10 only an one. athlete number 10. only who, one who you going with come on man one of my namesakes maurice cheeks oh man yup deep cut deep no, cut. oh he's good don't get me wrong. The Hall he's, of Famer. No, good. no, he's not good. He's a Hall of Famer. That's, cool. That's what he is. That's cool. I'm, I'm coming with some all-timers, though. And he played There's on the greatest NBA team ever. So, That's how cool. we rolling. That's cool. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go with a two-for-one deal. And it, it, I can go two-for-one because I played for the same team. And I'm making these rules now. I'm going with two Barca number 10s. The current Leo Messi. And, of course... Ronaldinho, the goat, Ronaldinho. the goat, the the reason that I fell in love with the beautiful game. It was it was only right. Um, I, I guess shout out to Langston Galloway's St. Joe's career, but like, <laughs> shout out to Pele, Pele. The, well, the problem is there's like fifteen thousand number tens. That's in, why I couldn't go soccer. Footy. I couldn't go soccer because the number to me doesn't mean as much for the person. It means as much for the position in soccer. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, I mean, yeah, you can go Neymar now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, he's not. I'm not saying at that level. And I, I bangs with Neymar. With Neymar, but yeah, there's like there's some great number ten. Yeah, married R.I.P. Hand of God. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's like ten. That's why I had to go with a person who nobody else could wear that number in their organization. Like, where soccer, 
they don't retire numbers. So <laughs> there's going to be another. I, I thought about being a real asshole and just taking Tom Brady when he was in college, but that mm. that felt like a little too biased of a pick when there's plenty of people to choose on the table. Yeah, there's there, there's literally we just said there was 50 number 10 in soccer alone that you could pull up. Like, yeah, you know, what about the original Ronaldinho? Like uh, off the top, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go now. Zlatan, Zlatan was a number 10. Oh no, he was number nine. I lied. He wore number, he wore number two. Before, he though. did wear number ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's what it is. It's just straight up like you. Are you the best player? Here's ten, man. Just take ten. We'll we'll figure yeah. it out later on. Okay, I I, I can respect the Mo Cheeks. Gotta go. That, that's a good. That's a good choice. It's a good choice. Gotta go, Mo Cheeks, man. That's I, one of the reasons why my name is Maurice is because of Maurice Cheeks. Because I have a brother named Andrew, and because of Andrew Tony. That's I prefer, I prefer your other brothers, um, you know, to anyone named after Andrew Tony. Huh. That's that's just the Celtics fan of me. I can't I can't <laughs> like Boston anyone. Strangler, baby. I can't like anyone named after that man. The Boston Strangler, baby. So it's, not, it's nothing against your brother, but it's kind of a little bit against your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he has a lot of things going against him. This is just a, a drop in a hat. Yeah, but you know, it, it, I I thought about going Boston, but then I was there's just once I thought of Leo and Dino, there's really not much choice to be made. Like, I'm not even sure who would be the, the first one I would go with. Shout out to Cavelli Royce Crisp. I'll, I'll throw Coco Crisp in love. Um, Coco Crisp. I haven't heard that name in so long, and probably for a good reason. I love me some Coco Crisp. Playing center, flying around. Coco Crisp was a, was, a, was a really good player. It's just that certain players, it don't matter how good or bad they are. I, I guarantee you, do you know what – Mookie Blaylock averaged in his career? No, but you know the name Mookie Blaylock. Some names sure are just, do. they are, the name is bigger than the person. Yeah. I'm trying to look it up because, you know, I'm just, I just keep thinking of more and more people. So I'm going to go to ranker.com because it okay. just for the best athletes who wore number 10. Just, just, to, just to throw out the people that we omitted from our selections. Chipper Jones, pretty good okay. baseball player. Okay. Hall of Famer. I'm going to skip over Steve Nash because that's not the number we think of with Steve Nash. No. Also, this list is already ridiculous because none of the people we've named are on there. DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, they put it three. <laughs> and Walt Frazier was four. But also, uh, shout out to Clyde Frazier. Must have been a lot of Knicks fans on this ranker. Uh, so this is – it's like an active thing. So you can vote up and down. I think they, there's just no soccer players. Because, I'm sorry, I can't respect a list that has Fran Tarkenton over – Pele. Anybody, yeah, or anyone. <laughs> Andre Dawson, Guy Lafleur, Tyreek Hill. No, oh, oh my, this is even worse. Pele is on there at number nine, right behind Tyreek Hill. Now, I, I, I kind of want to just stop the whole thing right now. Now, Pele, Pele definitely should never be number nine on any number ten list. But if he was number ten, then I'd be like, I see what they tried to do there, but. This is a no go. It's a no go for me, dog. We gotta. We yeah, gotta number ten is Lefty Grove. No Lefty, sorry. Eli Manning, Demar Derozan, and Deshaun Jackson are there before Lionel Messi, Ronaldinho, Diego Maradona. Yeah, no, you can close that up. We, 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 close we got that. Miguel Tejada. Oh, Mo Cheeks in there at twenty-two though. Okay, okay. He came <laughs> in before. He, he just edged out Cordell Stewart. <laughs> So, so that's so, where we're reaching to now. <laughs> so basically, my number ten is going to be what the episode is after since yours haven't been listed yet. 
I'm I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Did Gilbert Arenas ever wear ten? Was that when he first came in the league? No, he wore ten. I think after he got traded from the Wizards, I think, or like the Grizzlies or something. Okay, so that shouldn't be on the list then. Is basically no. what we're getting. Wait, well, yeah, I mean, actually, we really should have stopped when I felt the obligation to skip the number two person on the list, <laughs> even though it's my favorite player in that sport, and I still said no, that can't be there. <laughs> oh man this is gonna bother me now man how how does one do such a thing listen man we all do strange things sometimes speaking of doing strange things i'm gonna make a nice segue here this is professional and i'm letting you know it's professional because it's that good okay, okay. Uh, a strange thing to do is try and shoot for a takedown against Derek lewis <laughs> because similar to in the vein of has Bobby Schmurter's hat landed yet, I'm not sure that Curtis Blades has woken up yet. That's like trying to uh that's like preferring to eat a lobster roll in Texas. <laughs> right, yeah. Just choosing pain. It's just choosing pain. <laughs> I, I there was I, I leading up to the fight and since the fight, I've watched it both. There's like a three minute uh, video of Derek Lewis and it's just captioned Derek Lewis showing that MMA doesn't work on him and he'll someone will have him in full mount and he's just like all right I'm gonna get up now and stands up like with no problem at all or he'd be in a deep commercial and say okay I'm gonna get up now and then just start swinging like I don't get is, how he does it is he the everyman version of Bo Jackson like you know how Bo Jackson we could never be Bo Jackson he's too fast he's too strong he's basically a mutant but Derek Lewis to me is literally like Bo Jackson because we can't explain anything he does, but he doesn't look like he should be able to do it. Where Bo Jackson, he was like, that guy was created. He was hatched. Yeah. That's not a person. Genetic where, specimen. Yeah. Where the dark beast, you're like, what is this? What is this thing? I, I'm fine with you know giving him that. I was going to say he's probably the MMA version of Marshawn Lynch. No, but Marshawn won. He got, he got a chip. Derek Lewis still ain't got no belt. I'm just it, saying. It could like, happen. It, just, it could happen. I mean, yeah, I think. Do you think, yeah, Derek, Lewis, uh, do you yeah, think Derek Lewis, if he never wins a championship, would be a Hall of Famer? I, I think the hesitation means probably not. But he I has want records. Him to be. Yeah, he does have records. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hesitating about because it's like Cowboy's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So I don't know, Derek Lewis. I, but I feel like it's one of those things when you look at any Hall of Fame, as the sport progresses and you get better and better and better, you know, yeah. athletes, it, the Hall of Fame becomes more and more selective. Whereas, yeah. like, if Derek Lewis fought 10 years ago, yes, he'd be a Hall of Famer, but he'd also probably have belts at that point. So, so let's think about it, though. Who that is currently Overeem doesn't have a belt. I mean, he had belts previous, but not in the UFC. Yeah, I'm talking only UFC belts. So, like, out of all of the heavyweights that we can name, we don't got to do everybody who's a heavyweight, but besides the John Jones of the world, are there really any heavyweights outside? I mean, are there more than four heavyweights currently fighting who we can say is going to go to the Hall of Fame who aren't there yet? And when I say four, I'm counting DC because DC. he's really retired. I, I figured, but, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the ones that pop to me, it's Stipe, DC, are you counting John Jones in that no, list? Not, not a heavyweight, not a heavyweight. Okay, not heavyweight yet. JDS. Mm-hmm. 
And Ganu hasn't done enough for me. Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, Volkov is, but he's only been in the UFC for like five years. Mm, I see? mean, it's slim that's the thing. Like Overeem, you're like, oh wow, he's fought in the UFC 19 times. See, Overeem he's 12 and say, seven. I would say Overeem is really, really close. He, because he's in the MMA Hall of Fame, yeah, but not the UFC Hall of Fame. But this is why I would say he's really close to the UFC Hall of Fame because he was a part of some massive pay per views. Mm-hmm. And I think they count that as I think like they definitely do. Yeah, it's like a feather in the cap. So it was like it's like a, a, a tip of the hat, like you're good looking on that. Even though he never really won any of the also, big yeah, matches. that that was 19 fights as of when was this written? Uh fall of last year. So uh, he did he have one in the last few months? I don't think so. Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? Did he? I thought he did. He may have had one more. So we'll we'll call it an even 20. I think he just had one. But I don't know. That, that's why I know Derek Lewis said he wanted to fight him. So maybe that's the Hall of Fame decider for that's got, the tiebreaker. They got to fight at the podium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, it's like, man, one of those things, you know, it says so much about Derek Lewis in retrospect to how boring, boring that Nganu fight was with him. I was like, yeah. Nganu's willing to go one for one with anyone, but he yeah. was not willing to go one for one with Derek Lewis. Because he's a different kind of person. Like there's people, there's people who hit hard and then there's people who, Hey, did you hit me? Because I don't remember. Like those yeah. are different kind of people. But also, they say that four days later, <laughs> they're still asking. <laughs> See, I think that that's also one of those questions too. Where, how many people do we can we name off the top of our heads who let's just say that they don't ever win a championship will actually make the UFC Hall of Fame? And I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about Nick. I was thinking about Nate. I was thinking about a lot of people who are really popular but never won a championship. And it's just like, hmm, did Diego ever have Wonder an interim boy? Belt? Wonder Boy, did Diego ever have an interim belt, Sanchez? Let's see, I don't think I can't so. remember, but yeah, it feels like he he's always too psycho to ever actually get a title shot. Uh, nothing that I can see. So I think he's gonna go. I think he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. Fought in four different weight classes in his MMA career, and then also tried to execute. Up less, I guess we can call it a less than perfect Jorge Masvidal flying knee. That'd be a nice way of saying it. <laughs> I think Diego Sanchez is, is one of the few fighters that I've ever seen in my life who literally will be completely out of shape just to make the weight of something that he probably shouldn't be fighting at anyway. Yeah, I was going like, to say him and Cowboys, but Cowboys just like, he's just, actually, you're right. Because Diego Sanchez will like fatten up to hit yeah. go up and wait. Cowboys just yeah. like, nah, I'm 168. Yeah, this is what I'm fighting at. <laughs> he's like, no, this is just actually my natural weight for once. <laughs> the only two people who I could think of who do that, who have done that in our lifetime, that, that immediately comes to my mind is Diego Sanchez and BJ Penn. Like where it will yeah. be straight up like, oh, BJ, we need you to fight a light heavyweight. Like I'm 5'5". Five, five. But all right, I'm going. I'm going to drink a few beers. We're going to get this thing. On. It's just like, when, when is when is that fight? Speaking of cowboy and Diego, when is that fight? Isn't that in April? Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I need that like this weekend. <laughs> that is definitely not going to be this weekend. No, it's definitely not this weekend. Um, May looks like May eighth. Is May okay? That's a long wait. Yeah, that's a long. That's like way, way too long for a cowboy fight to actually be scheduled. Yeah, 
Like he's supposed maybe, to fight on three weeks' notice every time in my head. Maybe they're going to do something special for them. Maybe they're trying to get both of them to to agree that this is going to be their last fight in the UFC. Because Diego has two fights left, but they already said it's going to be the last one. And I think that they're tired of letting Cowboy go out there and like brutal. Because like, I know they, they're, he's not going to stop himself. Cowboy's going to be one of those people that we got to tear the jersey off of. Yeah, because he's also one of those guys, and I think there's some of these in every sport, where every time you're like, yep, he's done, he, like, goes on a, a two-fight winning streak against, like, two up-and-coming prospects. You're like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Or, you know, he he, uh, he arm bars Mike Perry. And it's like, oh, we, dad cowboy now. And then Connor does what Connor did to him. And yeah, Cowboy, Cowboy is skill-wise – Hall of Famer, mental-wise, Hall of very good, physical-wise, good. He's honestly kind of an overachiever that we want to be greater than he actually has. The he's ca- insanely likable. He's insanely likable, but he always – also, he always is down to scrap, which we always love no matter what it is. Yeah, he's like, a fighter's fighter. Exactly. He's yeah, like the like rapper. You, you, you look at this, and it's like, okay, let's go back to February of 2016. This is kind of – this tells you how weirdly streaky he is. Four fight win streak from then until that December. So in four wins in ten months. Oh, maybe he's just an every other year fighter. This is what I'm learning. So he fights three times in seventeen, knocked out by Masvidal, decision to Lawler, which I thought he won, if I remember correctly. I thought Cowboy won. That was on DC Jones too, and then obviously Darren Till pieced him up in Poland. He then beats Yancy Medeiros then loses to Leon Edwards in a decision. And and that was the point where people were like, okay, maybe he's kind of th- – this is actually it for Cowboy. Then he has his son, arm bars Mike Perry, knocks out Alex Hernandez, which is the one we were watching together. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, the big one was he beats Ally Quinta in a five-round decision. Mm. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And then four losses and a draw since then. And those losses have been bad losses, though. Except for we th- we both the thought he won one, two the of Pettis those. One. The Pettis one, yeah, the Pettis. Yeah. No, and not two. There was the Ferguson doctor stoppage. Yeah, shouldn't have he blown. Blew, sh- sh- he blew shouldn't his, have nose. Blown his nose. Yeah. Then he got uh, knocked out by Gaethje. Then he got knocked out by Connor, and then the Pettis one we thought he won, and then oh yeah, the draw. Yeah, I think the draw. We thought yeah. He won. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the Nico Price one. Yeah. So he so he'll be two. He'll be two three two, two and three. Two fight win streak. Yeah. See, don't yeah, let, don't see, let him get hot. Quickly, don't let him get how hot. Quickly it can change. <laughs> but that's like, the thing is he's gonna. I can't see a world in this day and age that Diego Sanchez beats Cowboy. Ah, I don't know. Cowboy can be a slow starter though. And Diego, if, Diego's gonna come like a bat out of hell. And this is supposed to be in the main event, right? As far as I know, Cowboy isn't the greatest in main events. So it is one of these things where, and once again, on paper, hundred percent. Hundred percent. However, in practice, we know that Diego Sanchez doesn't have a real heartbeat, so I don't know if he feels that kind of pressure. Where we know Cowboy psychs himself I mean, out. Joe Lozon knocked out Diego Sanchez in a minute. So, <laughs> you're right. Put Joe Lozon in the Hall of Fame. I agree. Diego Sanchez is also one of those people that I feel like, if if UFC was still doing all day tournaments. He would somehow lose in the first round and then win the tournament. Like I don't yeah, know how it would work he'd out. He'd come up through the losers bracket. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, like it'd be, it'd be, the problem is he would run into a Nate probably at some point. 
He'll probably be fighting Nate in the finals. <laughs> because Nate will probably be fighting at catchweight. He'll probably be fighting. Nate will be fighting in the, in the light heavyweight division at 160 because he's like, I'm not whatever. It is what it is. He's just dancing around people. <laughs> See, that, he's not actually I'm... sitting on the stool. He's just <laughs> hitting a joint between rounds. Oh, that'd be All right, awesome. just got to re-up. <laughs> that'd be awesome because, you know, they're not testing for it right now. So Yeah. That'd be, that'd be the ultimate Nate Diaz move. Get put in a main event right now and just walk up to the cage, give it to your trainer or give it to Nick in your corner, most likely. I, I think that's the move. Listen, I'm all in. I'm all in. I don't see a problem. I feel like if you can die in a cage, you should be able to smoke in it. Yeah. That seems reasonable enough. Yeah. If we're going to watch somebody die on live TV, at least let them smoke. I'm speaking of dying. Uh, Virginia just repealed the death penalty, and they actually are the state who has committed the most sanctioned deaths, <laughs> I think, in the history of America. <laughs> Which state, is crazy. The state of Virginia did? The state of Virginia just repelled it. Oh, wow. Give them final approval to a bill, and they, wow. How, yeah. why is this not, did I just miss this? Like where, I'm going to blame it on the fact that I was traveling yesterday. <laughs> that's why I missed it. That's some major news though. Like one, it's a Southern state, even though yeah. people say Virginia is whatever it is. Like it's in between. I mean, it's, it's a, a Southern, southern state. state. Yeah. They've, they've literally sanctioned the most, if I'm not mistaken, they've sanctioned mm-hmm. the most people it's to die. That, yeah. Like it's, it's wild that they're the ones that are like, no, we good on this. I wonder what happened. Like I didn't I read I read like an article on it, like a quick article on it, but I didn't see what happened to make them change their hearts like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. They even had an insane number that from like since like 1960, I think, or like 1970, Virginia has executed more people than almost every state combined, except for like one or two. <laughs> probably Texas. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, that's insane. That's wild. That is big news. I thought you were going to talk about uh, the the news on Tiger today and, oh, and nah. people worrying about him, but that's that big news. Dude, that's, in, that's wild. That's, like, really, really wild. So I wonder, like, for me, I go back and forth with the death penalty. Like, I'm for the death penalty, but I'm for it in a way that's just illogical where we will never really know if a person did something unless we can actually prove it on video, DNA, witnesses, like it has to be the full mm-hmm. gambit. But I also am a person that I believe that there should be other crimes that you could be put to death for, as opposed to just murder. Cause right now it's just murder. And I think technically, technically you can be put to death for espionage, I feel like, but we don't do that anymore. I think we did that like in the 1800s or something. There's a lot of outdated stuff on, yeah. on the books. Very, yeah. very much so. The death penalty was like the old NCAA stuff where you can't get a bagel with cream cheese. You can get the bagel or you can get the cream cheese. I can't give it to you with both or that's an illegal benefit. Right. The, I, I remember, uh, yeah, that was, I was thinking that as Shabazz Napier rule. Yeah, it is a Shabazz rule. Speaking of Shabazz, we're going to get back on the death penalty, but speaking of Shabazz, do you remember how petty he was when LeBron James was cheering him on in the NCAA tournament when he was with the Huskies and then he gets drafted to the Cavaliers yep. and LeBron goes to Miami and he unfollows him? No, no. It was the other way. Uh, LeBron wanted the Heat to draft him 
And then LeBron. Oh, he drafted Cavs. him. Yeah. And then LeBron went to the Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Duh, that was hilarious. I'm like, Shabazz, I know you're feeling yourself. You're not going to be good. So I want you to know this because out of all of the point guards who had your size, your talent, and your ability, you are the least talented one I've seen come out in a long time. And also because this doesn't get said enough in that championship run for UConn, we gave him the best game, bar none. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think I, mean, I still think we might have win if Halil doesn't foul out. Hmm. Wasn't that in Cali? Were they playing in Washington or California? You played uh, in the West Coast. No, Spokane was when Zeke hit the game winner on Cincy. Okay. Um. But don't they play multiple games in the same spot? I want to say no. It was in Buffalo. I think it was in Buffalo. Oh. Yeah, because you know what? You know, I remember it was. Had we beat UConn, we would have played Nova in the next round. And I remember talking mm-hmm. with a bunch of people about trying to drive up to Buffalo because it was going to be a drivable distance. Okay. So yeah, that one was up in Buffalo or somewhere in upstate New York. I have to imagine it had to be Buffalo. I don't know where else we would play. Ithaca. They just played on Niagara Falls. Like, yeah. We're going to border both. So I'm glad you said that um, because we're going to keep going on this tangent away from the death penalty before we come back in like 20 <laughs> minutes right after everyone's forgotten that we were discussing it. Um, did you watch the Flyers-Bruins game the other night? I watched the highlights. I didn't watch the okay. game because by the time by the time that I, I realized it was even on, we it was were seven to two. Butchered. Yeah, it was butchered. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it, I wasn't going to talk about that part. Um, but I was just saying, obviously they never do this, and only this is just because there's you can't have fans. They need to start playing more sporting events in places that don't have fans, but just have the most ridiculous backdrops. Because it was like mm-hmm. when they were showing a highlight of a Bruins goal, and I was like, it's just the mountains and Lake Tahoe. I was like, that is the coolest. Like at sunset, I was like, that's mm-hmm. the coolest thing I've ever seen. Dude, I'm right there with you. I've, I've been in. A, I've been firmly in a court that the NBA All Star Game should be three on three tournament outside. Yeah, you, I, I like want, for real. Like that'd be dope. Yeah, I, I think it'd be dope to. So I don't know how you'd monitor this. I want an actual NBA game at Rucker. Like you can monitor I, that. You can definitely monitor. I, I think so too, but. Because I also I said I want I want like I want a NHL game in the middle of a lake in, in case the lake isn't frozen. You kind of have like an island. So almost like an island green in golf. So I'm just thinking of the pano as you come up from the rink and it's just the only thing and then just water around it. I think that'd be dope. I mean, all right, we went from something that I think is very feasible to something that lives on Disney Plus. So I'm going to go back to the basketball right. game. Uh, I think the Rucker game is 100% doable because you got the biggest stars that ever touched the court played at the Rucker for the most part. Like mm-hmm. Iverson played at the Rucker, Kobe played at the Rucker, Kevin Durant KD, played at the yeah. Rucker. You know, so like Dr. J, first one probably to ever play at the Rucker at his status. So it's definitely doable because if those guys can go out there with their own security and come back completely fine, you can definitely set it up. But I, you know true. what it should be if you're going to play at the Rucker because there's multiple courts at the Rucker. I think people don't realize that. Like there's not just one court multiple courts all of those games should be for charity and whoever wants to attend pay top dollar like his court side but they have to look through the fence like regular people like i think that that's okay. really those billionaires i want to see steve Ballmer hitting the fence because Kawhi just got clothesline out of the air and they didn't even call the foul that would be yeah i want uh, yeah billionaires around i want jack nicholson on the fence mm-hmm. can't bring like a lawn chair or anything drinking a quarter water yeah just him and him and Snoop, shoulder to shoulder, just hanging for out. Sure. For sure. Trying to get hot dogs. Like, that'd be dope. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I be, be, there's so many great places. You can run a game on Coney Island. Mm-hmm. 
You can go. You can go to Venice. Yep. Play on Nipsey's court. You see, they redid the whole court for Nip. Yep. Like, that'd mm-hmm. be wild. And everywhere you go, Isaiah Thomas city you're has in, to play in that game, though. Yeah. Well, for every city that you go, whoever teams are in that state actually gets the charity money and they get to donate it to their communities. Ooh, that'd be dope. Th- that might yeah. be the way that you do it. Yeah, then, because then you can still sell tickets that way somehow. Yeah, kind of because virtual. people are not going to want to go to Sacramento, but if you play in California, Sacramento gets a cut anyway. So they can go play in LA. Golden State can go down to play in LA because they're not going to play in Oakland and nobody wants to go to San Francisco. Like, that'd be gangster. Yo, we're going to Oakland. What? Like, real Oakland? All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Marshawn's allowed to attend that game. I, just, <laughs> I, I want him just, you know, and one narrating the entire game. Oh, that'd be amazing. But but I think that his narration should be on only on like a stream that you have to pay for, and that also goes to charity. I would I want pay him to be able to curse. I, I, I would pay for that pay per view. hundred percent. It, it's 100%. like watching uh, Dana White's Contender Series with Snoop. Yes, hundred percent. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking about because I yeah. want to hear Marshawn curse, drink Hennessy on on air, and then just stop talking when he doesn't want to talk anymore, and nobody cares. Yeah. Nah. I, I, I mean, Mar- but I paid for any pay-per-view that involved Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I would pay for anything that was real. Like, I'm not paying for WWE, which I think Marshawn Lynch has been on and probably okay, would fair. easily crush it. So, something that's even slightly in my wheelhouse of interest. For me, I don't even got to be that interested in it if it's real. Like I want, if, I, I'd, I'd pay to watch him just react to videos on the internet. That's what I was about to say. Like, yeah. I would love it if two in the morning when I turn on ESPN and they and they literally out there with Johnsonville Broadworth sponsored um, Cornhole and, and Marshawn Lynch is the commentator. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I would love that. He'd be like, that white boy playing and what is he playing in? Is those cargoes? Those cargoes? Okay, that white boy. Oh, uh, almost here. like, uh, again, to bring up Snoop, when they had Snoop do Planet Earth, that's what I want Marshawn doing too. Yeah. Yeah, Marshawn, protect Marshawn Lynch at all costs. All costs. Spe- speaking of uh, individuals that need to be protected at all costs, you, you want to circle back to the death penalty? Or, or, <clears throat> okay. Let's run it. You cut out. How do you feel about the death penalty overall? <laughs> um, oh, it's a mixed bag. I, f- I feel like it, it changes every once in a while for me, but um, I'm not against it, but I also, I don't know. I, I can be really petty. So there's certain types of people that I want to suffer and I, I don't mind my tax dollars going to making them suffer. If that makes sense. Like, like so, when, so the, you, so when, when the, the Boston death bomber death. was up for it, I wanted him to just rot away for, you know, he's like 20 years old. I wanted him to rot away mm. rather than get the death penalty. So you saying that you want your tax dollars, you should be able to pick and choose who gets a death penalty via an app similar to American Idol, and you also get to pick them which, the way he dies? Is that what you just said? Sure. Okay, okay. Well, I do not recall, but yes. <laughs> I taught you well, man. I taught you well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's a, it's, a, it's a doozy, man, because, I mean, disproportionately, Black and Latino men are on death row more than anybody and they're usually wrongfully con- convicted at a higher rate than anybody. However, if we actually got the system right, see, that's the thing too. I think that I'm not really sure how I feel about throwing out an entire system, no matter what the system is, if the system is actually flawed 
I'm okay with throwing out a system if it's if it's working the way it's supposed to, but we need to change it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Like I think that the system is working the way it was designed, but we need to implement things so that it works more equitable for people. So if the death penalty actually worked out more, where we knew whoever was dying did something by the letter of the law to deserve death, which whatever it is, I think some rape should be death, you know, because you're killing somebody even though they're alive. Like yep. there's levels to it. You're to taking me. away the life. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not I'm not sure. Like I, I'm for the death penalty, but I'm not rah-rah for the death penalty. I'm not like death penalty or, or nothing. Like I think that there definitely is an in-between, but it also screws everybody involved. Death row inmates cost more than regular inmates tenfold in every state, if I'm not mistaken. You know, those people- It is, it is big, yeah. Yeah, they typically die on death row and don't even get to that last part. Not that I'm saying I want somebody to be executed like the next day, but who does it really serve besides the government saying, I can take your life away? Yeah, I, it, I can listen to any argument on that and find a different reason to believe or not believe, I feel like, on a given day. Like- it. I think there's so many interesting arguments for both sides. And, and I think it's hard to be super rah-rah about both if you're, you know, unless you're just choosing to completely ignore the, the points on each side, if that makes sense. Do you think that people would be more for the death penalty or against it if they were carried out on live TV or in public? Mm. Because before mm. you answer, never forget that what the Spanish Inquisition was, a lot of that was public. Never forget about the lynchings and the barbecues of black people in America. Those were public events. Never forget, we in America used to pull people's limbs off and stuff like that, like in public. So like- I think I think more people would be against it. Mm. And I think the people that would be more for it are gonna be super rah-rah for it but it's mm-hmm. probably the same people that enjoyed watching those previous things that you mentioned. Mm. Um, I think with increased, you know, I, I think people would just realize like, man, that's, I don't know. Cause I, I guess, you know, if, if they gave them like a scouting report, it's like, this is why this person is being executed. Mm-hmm. Then Which maybe I think do before th- then it might be for, it might be for, cause I feel like those people may come ar- away with, Okay, well, if that person dies, that's not going to change my life all that much. But I could also see, you know, in a world where um, there's been more sensitivity training and, and, you know, you're raised to, you know, protect life, you know, normally. Hmm. I could see many people who have been previously on the fence seeing it as more barbaric, even if the actual execution isn't particularly barbaric, you know, with the way like a lethal injection would go. Um but, you know, I, I think that when you, if you watch the light, you know, come from someone's eyes and you watch, you know, they take their final breaths like that, you know, the, there's a reaction there. And I don't think it's one that many people are like striving to have. So this brings me to another point. Why do you think that's an interesting and I don't disagree with you, but in a country that values religion so highly. Right. In a country that is a Christian country, even though we have a lot of people who aren't Christians, a Christian country, I don't know too many Christians who don't believe in heaven or hell, right? Why do you think people can't stomach the idea of death in any kind of way? Because we have the death penalty because people can't stomach the idea of murder. We have 
people who who like you said if they saw people actually dying it would rub them the wrong way so how is it that a country that focuses so much on religion and what happens after you die now has this extreme phobia of people dying it's a good question i i don't i don't know what the answer to that is Yeah, you would you would think in, or you know, if at the same time you know the people who are for you know, but I guess you could see it the other way of is supporting the death penalty than subjecting yourself to hell because you're co-signing killing, you know. So I, I feel like that's probably the other side of it, mm. where that's where I, you fear someone else's death Mm. is because if you feel like you're supporting that that's probably not an act that looks good if you get to the you know uh described pearly white gates they didn't say white they never said white. they said pearly Pearly gates gates. look at you you just you're gonna slide the white in there it's still february (laughs) ivan (laughs) come on man (laughs) i I think I, i was looking at it was lily white gates yeah i I think i was thinking of pearly whites because everyone keeps talking about aaron judge's teeth today and it's i'm sick of seeing it and hearing about it and i think that i went with pearly whites and then tried to bring gates back i meant pearly gates but i was hoping we could skate right by that it's early pearly gates or lily white you can't combine them man because now (laughs) having now heaven's even more racist than it probably already should be well yeah anyone that wants to end up in heaven this is a hot take maybe anyone that wants to end up in heaven just that's that place is gonna be boring place is gonna be wiggity whack son yeah <laughs> as long as there's tears to hell i'm cool with it Listen, as, long, no, as, long, as long as there is purgatory i'm trying to i'm trying to yeah. make bank in purgatory just, just like, vibe out in purgatory 100 <laughs> like reason we don't know where you're going neither do i but i'm gonna be over here you know what i'm saying <laughs> getting from this me and gambling <laughs> Yeah, I, I could live that life, I think. Yeah, like, it's see, it's, it's just like Biggie said. He said, uh, what do you say? He said, hold on, let me think about it. Oh, that's going to bother me. That's one of my favorite Biggie lyrics. I know parts of it, but I'm trying to think about how it starts. And it's about purgatory? No, it's about not going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> It is fantastic. And I can I got parts of it right now, but I can't remember the entire part that I wanted to say. And I'm not going to butcher it because, you know, too much of a legend of butcher. I'm trying to see if I can't find it. And it's like he, part of it is I'd rather wear black hoodies and black Tims. You know what I'm saying? Like he, told yeah. me he doesn't. Uh, it said when I die, fuck it. I want to go to hell because I'm a piece, I'm of, a piece shit. of shit. It ain't, it ain't hard, hard to, to tell. It don't, make, it don't sense. make sense going to heaven with the goody goodies dressed in white. I like black Tims and black hoodies. Gotta probably have me on some real strict. Shh. No sleeping all day. No getting my licked. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that sounds that, like that's a life motto. <laughs> that sounds like heaven. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, for people that are any fun at all, hell is going to be more heavenly uh, than that. So I guess the there's the flip side. If heaven and hell is really real, is it a predisposed notion or is it designed to each individual where that's actually what you get for heaven? And hell would be hanging out with some people's notion of heaven. Listen, listen, man. 
wherever Reese is going, I mean, I don't believe in heaven or hell, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that if there's a hell, the devil has been calling my name on his robe sheet for about 10 plus years. And like, this guy still ain't here. How does he keep dodging us? You know, but I'm okay with the lifestyle that I lead because I was talking to one of my friends speaking about those Biggie lyrics and she randomly mentioned blowjobs and breakfast or breakfast and blowjobs. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, that's, that's what's on the menu for some people? <laughs> I was like, listen, man. <laughs> you get to heaven, you get to heaven, you look between your legs and it's just all smooth, like one of those weird baby angels that they always paint. Yeah, I'd be like, pissed. like a dog. I'd be pissed. Pissed. I thought God isn't supposed to take away blessings. Yeah, that's that's what I've always heard. Those, those are I? two. Those are two blessings. So I'm a heathen, man. What? Who, who am I to dictate what happens? As you would say in those big, lily, pearly, white <laughs> games. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Yo, could you imagine you get to heaven and it says for whites only? <laughs> they send you around the back for for colors. <laughs> it's like some random saint you ain't never heard of. Hey, Saint, what's your name? Saint Jerome. Jerome. <laughs> All right. Is it the same entrance? Uh, kind yeah, of sort. Yeah, come this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. By the way, just just to uh, move on, you know, and, and clear my name here. Do you see Dr. Dre is uh, back in the studio? Yeah. Did you see that he's? Come, he's gonna be on an album that's coming out soon. I did. That's interesting. It's an E40 and Snoop and was it Ice? No, not Ice Cube. Is it Ice Cube? No, it's not Ice Cube. Uh, I don't think I saw Ice Cube. Yeah, I don't think it's Ice Cube. It's Snoop and somebody else. But it's E40. But they, they also, I think, shared a snippet from Detox or from. I heard they said it's all about the brain aneurysm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're never hearing that. But probably not. <laughs> hey, but I'm just glad to see that he good. All right, I'm about to knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, good point. I don't want good this call. to happen at all. But if Dre didn't make it out of the hospital, how many tracks do you think would actually come out? Like More if somebody than should, had, out of respect, probably. We know respect isn't going to happen. What celebrity? Prince has three albums out, and he said, I never want no music to come out when I'm dead. He literally yeah. said, don't put any music out when I die, and they already got three albums out. So how many how many albums, not even tracks, how many albums worth of music do you think they would put out if Dr. Dre didn't make it out the hospital? Let's keep it biblical. I'll say three. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'm what saying do you think? seven. You think, okay, so we're both going biblical. You're just yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> got to do it. Got to do it for Andre Young. Because oh, he has so much music that we've never heard. See, yeah, okay, yeah. Because the other thing is, like, I could see another album or two of just instrumentals. Like, not, no, I'm sorry. Like, 10 albums of, like, this is going to be a top 10 hit just yeah. in the instrumental. And we didn't put the lyrics on it yet. Remember what Eminem said? If only you heard the shit I say in the booth before Dre comes and erase me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Eminem is for, actually Eminem might make sure that nothing gets released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want the yeah. first cut of 2003 Eminem. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it coming out in 2021 with the way people I, react to any new content. I would fear for his life. Yeah. I would 100% fear for his life because you know when he Tri was. Trip will be on speed dial. <laughs> oh. 
Hilled up Eminem. Yeah, Eminem just, now says some stuff that you like. You still talking like that? I, I was I, when I was home. I was driving my, with my mom in the car, and um, my name is came on just on the radio. Okay, but like we had switched the station to it like midway through the song, and I was just like, "Do you know this song?" She's like, "No." I was like, "Do you want to know how it starts?" <laughs> Hi kids, do you like violence? Like violence? You want to see, <laughs> me, see me nine inch nails on my eyelids? eyelids? <laughs> you know what's wild about that song too? The the censored version is so graphic that when you hear the uncensored version, you're like, it gets worse. <laughs> exactly. Like I I forgot how many parts of that song is actually completely different than the real version. I said that to her. I was like, it's so weird to listen to the Dude, radio version. He said. He said. In, in the radio version, I think the radio version is where he says, uh, I've ripped Pamela Lee's lips off and slapped her so hard her clothes were backwards like crisscross, right? <laughs> That's what he says in the edited version. Yep. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the unedited version, he says, because I hung myself, <laughs> I hung my original self from my top bunk with a belt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the one, that, the one that stuck with me because I accidentally bought, uh, I think I bought, what I bought it maybe Encore or, or Relapse. I bought an Eminem album from Walmart once. It's like, oh, $5, great deal. Didn't realize that oh, everything edited. that Walmart has is edited. All edited. I, because I, I, I got him and Pox Great Hits. I was like, this is a steal for $10. No, I, could listen, I, I could listen to Pox, but Eminem, like, you can't listen to a clean <laughs> version of Eminem. It sucks. Especially back then, those early albums where they were putting sound effects in instead of words. Yeah. The only person who you could listen to edit it where he is way better when it's not edited is DMX. Woo! Like he would give you, yeah. like he would give you dog. Like, okay, I can at least do the dog noises and stuff. Eminem is the, just. The, it was the tip cup one um, that really I found hilarious in the how it changes. Yeah, put um, my in the tip cup. Yeah, but it's like. Uh, <laughs> Walked out with her tip cup. <laughs> I was like, that uh, is not, that was not what he says. N- not no. The fact that he used to rewrap all of those verses and just change the stuff that he wasn't allowed to yeah. say is incredible because most people would just cut it out. Like, no, nah, you can just bleep it out. He, he, he alludes to it. So in the clean versions, walked in the strip club, had my jacket zipped up, served the bartender, then walked out walked with the with tip cup. Tip <laughs> and then, of <laughs> course, had my jacket zipped up, flashed the bartender, then stuck my dick in the tip cup. Completely different versions. <laughs> Like one version, you're like, oh, well, technically, like, oh, that's a little fucked up, but okay. Yeah, because like he served the bartender, so maybe he earned the tip. Maybe she tipped him. Second version is like, you put your dick in her money, bro. Yeah, just straight up, straight up sexual assault, essentially. Uh, Eminem. I mean, I still got my theories about Marshall. I love Marshall. It's my guy, top five favorite, top five greatest rapper of all time, in my personal opinion. But I think that the fact that I personally believe that Eminem. He may not be gay, but I think he's queer. Like, I've been saying this stuff for a very long time. Like I, I, think I feel like that's been a theory that's it's because it's because he talks about it so much. People be like that can't be true. But I'm looking. I'm like, you all are missing all of the signs. Like if you think I mean, about he it, he straight up said it in in uh, the interview. He said it many times. No, he said me and Ray been fucking yeah. with with no condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Marshall. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it's it's like fucking with, with hats off and like in the fact that we never seen Eminem with a actual woman outside of Kim, 
like ever. Right. Like he talked about women, cool, but we never actually seen him with a woman and like have a relationship and things like that. Where he could also just be asexual, which he's part of the community at that point. But I right. think, but he used to do drag. He used to do all these gay lyrics. Like he always uses gay words to incite people. Like it's like at some point, it's like it's like when somebody tells you they gangster, they got shot and they've shot somebody. Believe that they're a gangster. Just like just right. like yeah, this person's a gangster. He's not pretending. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like I definitely seen that theory and it wouldn't shock me at all. Um, you know what's crazy? He could be bigger. That's insane. That's literally yeah. insane to think. Well, we, we've had some interesting conversations him. about him, too. We, he, he, I, I think the most interesting conversation we had about him as an artist was how he was, you know, just kind of how revolutionary he was to bring, like, the teenage angst mm-hmm. into uh, hip hop, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. kind of shifted away again. And then also the, what we had always discussed about, you know, bootlegging CDs and why he outsold everyone. Um, he's an interesting case study for sure. Yeah, he, he really is. We definitely should just dedicate a, a, a episode to Eminem. The last thing I'm gonna say about Eminem before we get off his nuts uh, is that he brought in emo rap which is what yeah. everybody's running with now. You know, the only person to me who did emo rap before him and was a big star was Tupac. Tupac would tell you all about his feelings. Like, he, they we yeah. didn't call it emo back then because he was a thug, but he was talking about <laughs> Dear Mama. Yeah. He was talking about these just ain't sh- changes. Talk, yeah. Talk about, yeah, talk about crying. Brenda's got a baby. That's emo stuff. Like, you're in your emotions. And Eminem took that and just went to hyperspace with it. Yeah, he, he went, like, punk rock emo. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he took it to a new level, but it brought listeners too. It worked. I, it's like, I, I don't think anyone, many other people could get away with it either. Mm. Like, I think if they were skilled like he was, they could. But, but I think, but I think that's skilled. what I mean. That, that's what I mean, though. Like, it takes, you have to have some extra, like, you can't just be like, I'm going to talk about my feelings as a rapper. It's like, he was able to do it in a way that was funny, mm-hmm. controversial. You know, but regardless, got people talking about how different it was, you know, that I, I think was always what, what really was the strength there. So hopefully, hey, but hopefully oh, we get no. regardless. Oh, no. Big, slim, bald, 80-pound balls, dick six-inch long, back up, in the, he's a baby, slim, shady, you so crazy. <laughs> like, how do you yeah. have 80-pound balls and a six-inch dog? <laughs> like, it's a little <laughs> penis for 80-pound balls, bro. <laughs> right. The self-deprecating stuff was, was always some of the best part. Like, yeah. even, even that he would, you know, obviously everyone's seen 8 Mile, but, you know, like, even in the warning, like, he mm-hmm. had no problem taking shots at himself. He's like, I'm just going to take you down with me. Yeah. <laughs> Kamikaze, baby. Kamikaze. Yeah. yeah. And there's a reason that that was aptly named. But, yeah, th- th- we'll we'll do an Eminem episode at some point. Marshall! I think, I think we can do we can, we can do them. Oh, man. What, what's going else on in the world? The world's a wild place these days. <clears throat> is it really a wild place? No, it's the same place it always was, but we say that it's a wild place to try and make us feel better. Yeah, that's right. We do say that to try to make us feel better. But like, isn't it crazy out? I'm like, this is unprecedented. <laughs> what happened today? Oh, somebody got murdered? That's never happened. <laughs> Except <laughs> yesterday and the day before. So what do you think happened with Tiger? I know nothing's really come out besides the fact that he messed up his leg and he was the only person in the accident and it um, had to come out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some substance 
issues yeah. DUI. Um, I mean, he he looked, pr- you know, he was on TV on Sunday and looked pretty bombed. Um, I think he just went through surgery, so I'm sure he's got pills and shit. Mm. Um, recently enough, so that 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 was my initial thought. Obviously, with his history as well, mm-hmm. um, it's hard not to think of that. You know, I'm just glad that nothing was life threatening. Apparently, he was very calm and lucid even in the moment. Um, so that made me wonder if maybe it wasn't a drug thing. You know, the fact that officers on the scene said he was very lucid and aware and very conscious of everything. Um, but also, that's a pretty sobering moment anyway. So maybe he's just hyper focused in that moment. So. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, I immediately thought pills and alcohol mm-hmm. as well because of his history um, and because, I mean, I watched his documentary on, on HBO. That was, I highly recommend it. It's only two episodes, but it's, I heard it's, it was, a, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't watched it, but I, from what I heard, it was kind of almost a smear piece. Is that true? No. no. no? So the, the reason why they said it is because he didn't participate in it. Okay. So and, and, and because it talked, it sounded like very little about the actual comeback. It was mostly just about the stuff he went through. Is that right? Oh no, they talk about no? his comeback. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They talk about okay. it. They, they big it up. I think the reason maybe, maybe it was just that the from what I heard, like the Masters when he won the Masters were like thirty seconds. Oh no, no, it was longer than that. Okay, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe it's hyperbolic. Forget, what I read, you, you kind of forget. Like I remember watching that Masters, but you mm-hmm. kind of forget everything. There's actually a story that they tell. I'm not gonna ruin it for you about before the masters and why the masters happened and it was like oh Oh, i think i think i read something about this but i can't remember what it was was yeah i gotta watch that i think the reason why they said it's a smear campaign is because everybody who's in it are is no longer in tiger's life but it's not necessarily because of them like when tiger went through like his big scandal he cut a lot of people off he's just like Mm -hmm. gonna be out of no out of sight out of bottom mind yeah but i would say honestly speaking 30 to 40% of the people in it are pretty much only saying positive stuff about them. Okay. And then there's like 20 people, 20% of the people in there who are saying in between stuff like, Oh no, you uh, misunderstood. And we're like, no, he screwed up there. And then the other people are probably saying negative stuff about him. So it's not as unbalanced as people are making it out to be. And they big him up so much that when they're not bigging him up, it actually feels worse. Okay. Maybe that's part of what it is then. And I think part part of it's also probably the the last dance effect that was very pro Mike, and I think you know, people are now expecting every documentary to be like that. No, but I think I think they do a great duality of him because okay. they show him as a human being and everything he had to get through to get to that point, and then they show what he what he ended up doing to sustain that point, and then you start looking at it like, uh huh, that's interesting. The main for me the biggest disappointment was the quality of women Tiger was used was with. I was like, Tiger, I get better quality of women than this. What are you doing, bro? You're Tiger Woods. You're Eldrick. Talking shit about Lindsey Vaughn. The that, no, that was different. That was a relationship. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I see what you mean. I'm talking about all the women that were outside of his relationships. Yeah, I got you. Like, bruh. Like his wife, beautiful face. Beautiful face. Lindsey Vaughn. One of the dopest athletes in American history. Fat. Also, beautiful face. These side chicks? He looked like he was just out and about and was like, I need something. You know when you see like an addict 
and they don't care where the drugs came from. You'd be like, is yep. that cocaine? No, it's, it's methamphetamine. Ah, it's close enough. It's like, whoa, it's not the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to get you high, but you're going to regret it later. That's what this right. looks like. Okay. Yeah, you think he could do better. No, not Wait, think. You yeah. know he could do better. Yeah, he, not he, even, he, See, Ivan, it's not even one of those like, ah, I, I see where he was going with that. You're like. You see every week. It's like, dude, just like, you're rich enough. Have someone on payroll to get you a dime everywhere easy dude they were i'm gonna tell you one part of it um there was a there's a there's like a part in the beginning where they talk about when tiger was young and how he started becoming friends with all these other athletes and they said that he would go to like las vegas and hang out with charles barkley and, and michael jordan and they were talking about how they was in a club one time and <laughs> tiger was like so what do i say to these women and then mike looked at him was like Motherfucker, you tell him you Tiger Woods. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And then still the, like golfer at the end of it. Yeah, and then the <laughs> escort, a corny kid from Stanford. Dog, that's what the that's what the escort said. The escort was like, my job was to make sure all the guys had what they ever they needed. And Tiger was just this nerdy guy who happened to be good at golf when he was with Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley. Yeah. Like he's not a. He player. was just playing with Wade yesterday. Do you see that? Huh? Tiger was just playing with D Wade yesterday. Playing what? Golf. He said he wasn't picking up a club this past week. Oh, oh, he, he, oh, he may not have been playing. He was at the golf course with Dwayne Wade. Oh, because he literally said the only. I, I didn't see him swing. Putter. I didn't see him swing. That's fair. Yeah. He could he just be cruising tips. around. Yeah, I, I think that's what Wade said was joking. This past weekend, like the only club he's touched in the last, well, however many weeks, is his putter. I mean, you got to touch Scotty Cameron every now and again. Make sure it's game ready. <laughs> Dude, wait till you see the women at Tiger Woods was like, I'm still on that. <laughs> like, like it would have see, look, the thing for me is it would have been different if he was in relationship, like legitimate relationships with these women, and that was his only like relationship. But the fact he was cheating on these women, like these beautiful women with these women, is just like I can't even give you credit for being like, I love the person inside of them because you I don't know if you love these people. You, you, you definitely don't, probably. Yeah. You dig? And I'm like, Tiger, what Damn, are you Tiger. up to, brother? Eldrick uh, letting us down, it sounds like. I mean, he did let y'all down because he's not part of the black congregation. That, that's true. We did adopt him. And Tiger Woods never wanted to be black, man. He, like, they, they talk about that, too. It's super fascinating in the beginning because they go from, like, literally his birth all the way until, like, last year, I think, or, like, two years ago. Okay. I think it might have been two years ago. So, like, they go all the way yeah, through. Two, two years would have been the Masters, so. Yeah, they go all the way through. Um, and it's, dog, you can see his identity crisis. You can see, like, his family structure. You can see, like, his first girlfriend is in it. And, like, it's like. Never, yeah. Dude, and it's, like, four hours long. It's two episodes, but, like, four hours long. I mean, there's a lot to work through with, with that situation. There's a lot you, going on. Dude, you come from it feeling like you watched a god turn into a mere mortal. I don't know that I want to watch it now. I feel like that wasn't a good selling point. I, I want no. Tiger Woods to be a god. You got I know he's it. not, but as long as you, I'm looking forward to the man in the arena when they drop that. I think that's this year. Maybe next year they pushed it. But, but the thing is, though, you watch him turn into a mere mortal because his body failed him, not because of the scandal. Like, his was another really one where it's like he put he like he was not, not to the level of Bo Jackson where he got an injury that no human should get, but Tiger was doing stuff and for the longest time you're like oh how is this possible? Mm -hmm. Because he the way his body torqued around had never been seen before and yeah eventually that uh, 
that, that does you in. Training with the Navy SEALs for fun. Yeah, the, yeah, that was always the weirdest thing. But Daddy issues, man. But I hope he's okay. Yeah. He's went through surgery. Hope everything's good with him. Hope I hope they did. don't report his toxicity levels. I hope they just be like, he lost control of his car and get him some help, man. Speaking of which, how about Johnny Damon? Did you see that one? Nah. Johnny Damon blew a, blew a 3-0. That's what happens when you move to Florida. And what happens when you leave the Red Sox for the Yankees? Only bad things. Dude, somebody needs to get Johnny Damon help. Like, that's insane. Yeah. It, it was uh, – he blew a 3-0 and then had a nonviolent resisting arrest on top of that. And it's like, yeah, I think – I've never connected. heard – all right, that's white privilege. I've never like, heard oh, of yeah, no, nonviolent yeah. resisting arrest. How does that work? Never mind. I don't even want to know. I'm going to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to try oh, to pull it out. Oh, I thought of it. <laughs> That's insane. But this worked for Johnny Damon. <laughs> yeah, okay. They might, well, you want to act like an idiot, we're going to treat you like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Good, good 04 Red Sox terminology. I respect that. I'm out here. I'm out here. I do what I can, man. I was actively rooting against y'all, so I had to study y'all. Hey, art of war. You're damn right. Damn right. But it, it's – yeah, people need to get more help, man. Like, it's it's wild out there. Yeah, that's that's just a flat-out truth. Everyone should be in therapy. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I should be. But everyone needs some sort of help. In yeah. this day and age, there's no – should be no judgment of that. We're all yeah, trying we to make, better people. We got to make healing cool. You know what I'm saying? If you come Healing to is tomorrow, cool. If you, like, if you come to my speech tomorrow, I'll talk about it in my speech. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to try and get some time off work. It's 15 minutes. 15 minutes. What, what time? I go on at 1245 allegedly. So I would say get there at 1240 because it could go early. So 1245 is when I'm supposed to go on. Okay. I I, I think uh, I think my team meeting is right around then. So I'll tune that out. Yeah, pull it up, put an earbud in and listen to you, boy. Because uh, my speeches, my speech, they gave me 15 minutes. I'm only taking 10. Just leave, leave the five and leave them in silence. I might I might literally log off as soon as I'm done. And they be like, what the <laughs> <laughs> the event has another 30 minutes after me. I'm playing. See ya. Peace. Yeah. Like, did you say beat that? I'm just going home. Like, I'm yeah. going home. Yeah. <laughs> I hit my I hit my two-week email to my boss as I log off. Yeah. Two-week notice. <laughs> oh man. It, it's, it's gonna, gonna be that, that controversial. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll it's tune gonna in. Be wild. I'll tune in. I'm, Ivan, it's going to be wild. It's not going to be controversial for the sake of being controversial, but I'm calling things out. I'm not pulling punches. I'm being honest about life and death. I'm talking about the black struggle. I'm talking about how we can be better as an institution, not just America, but the institution in which I work on, work at. I'm bigging myself up. I'm bigging people up who help me get to this point. It's going to be, I think it's going to be epic if you can get into attendance of it, you know, like I'm trying to figure out a way to record it but outside of just vocals. I know I can record the vocals, but I'm thinking about logging on with my cell phone and doing a screen record, <clears throat> but I don't want it to mess up. Like I'm worried that it might mess up if I'm on my laptop and my phone. So like I'm trying to debate if I want to- Maybe if you that. put your phone like in the other room, does that make sense? Other room is pretty far away. So like, it's like one of those things where in theory, yes. I'm, I'm just making sure that it's not going to mess with like no, you're, I feel yeah. you. You might be right. I might just have to try to bite the bullet and try to do that. But <clears throat> yeah, so I'm wearing a Black Panther crew now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, ex I'm excited for it. I'm excited to, to tune in because yeah, that, that's the way I am. You, you know, I've, nothing gets done if you, unless you're brutally honest about some shit. So some of us have to be the and ones I'm to giving step them up and do it. Ivan, I'm giving them bars. Can I give you? Can I give you one of my favorite bars from it? Please do. <clears throat> Pull it up. <clears throat> 
Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Let me see. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you like the the four bars because you need to hear the ones before to to hear how the other one hits. It has been scientifically proven that the majority of humans tend to fear the unknown. Black people have never received a fair shake at the American dream. So America fears what will happen when we attain it. The last time we were taught to dream, they sent the bullet through a balcony and created a nightmare. So no, I haven't been to the mountaintop like Dr. King. I'm still scaling my own wall of oppression and I'm hanging on for my dear life, but I'm still here overcoming. The theme is we shall overcome. I'm with it. So is it is it all like that kind of poetic spoken word or it's me, man. It? you know how I talk, you know, how I, I, I know, yeah, I know. I wrote it in the same way I speak, but okay. that that Dr. King line, the last time we were taught to dream, they sent the bullet through a balcony and created a nightmare. I, I've, been, I've been there. I, I was there. Oh. I, I was there just by chance accidentally on the day. Well, obviously not the day he died, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but are you trying to tell I, me I something? There, I, no, yeah. Mm -hmm. You were the trigger man. I, I, you can check my birth certificate. I, I stumbled. I stumbled into a rifle that day. But like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just found it. I don't know who it was. <laughs> so this looks like fun. No, um, I, was I, was there, I was there on the anniversary. Uh, what two years ago? I was crazy. Yeah, yeah. When I was driving down here to Texas. I just mm -hmm. happened to be, I'd stayed in Nashville the night before I was on my way to what's the next one? Little rock. And I was like, Oh, let me stop in Memphis. I was, I was going to try and link up with my buddy who was playing ball. And it's like, okay, let me shoot over to Lorraine. Oh man, that's poor choice of words. Um, let, let me drive over. <laughs> I hate that. I caught myself. I think, I think I, I think I could have just gone and right, wouldn't have been episode 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the pearly, the lily poorly white gates. That would not be over to the Lorraine yeah, Motel. No. Oh man. Like, uh, I might, I might just have to say that this editing and recording got lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is bad. Oh my, I'm a shoot over to the Lorraine Motel. I, I don't think you would have caught it if I hadn't stopped. No, I heard you. Oh, you heard it? Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop you from talking. I was going to yeah. let. I was going to just let it go. And then you said, it and I was like, "Well, I, I hope that shows that my heart's in the right place." That I immediately realized my transgressions, yeah, and so uh, you coming back. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I don't know. But, I don't know if it's your heart or just guilt. I don't know if those two are the same. Uh, I'm gonna choose the former. <laughs> we'll leave the latter for later. Jeez, Louise, Papa Chief. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, oh man that's funny i'm gonna shoot over to the right <laughs> what's wrong with you man i don't know i'm tired i'll, I'll blame jet lag you've been living Everything. in texas too long that's what's wrong with you yeah it's starting to bleed in i gotta get home i gotta get home although i don't know that you know like new hampshire is basically texas north in many ways no it's not not at all i spent many a, a nights in new hampshire it is not texas it, it's fair it's <laughs> Live free most, or die is a very like if you were if you were if I were to say that's Texas's state motto, you'd say okay. Yeah, you probably would say that. And then you <laughs> then you would look around Texas and be like, 
can I, I'm trying to buy some granola. And they'd be like, granola? Here's some barbecue sauce. Get out of my store. Like, <laughs> we're in New Hampshire. I don't even know if they eat meat anymore. <laughs> like, no, nah, they just shoot off fireworks and do other dumb shit. Let me ask you one last question before we close this thing out. Okay. <clears throat> when when you were riding through the streets of, of Texas, mm-hmm. you thinking back on other historical moments and JFK, you know, pops into your mind. Do you think to yourself, every time I read about JFK, every time I hear about a conspiracy theory, I lose my head? Um, that, that wasn't the, the punchline I thought we were going to get. No, um, the other one. I'm always fascinated to hear what people believe from a sociological level or psycho psychological level, I guess. So that's a yes. Yeah. You your head when you think about JFK. Not personally. <laughs> Not personally, but. Do you think? <laughs> do you? <laughs> I on, mean, I'm, it I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say I believe this. I'm not even going to say that that you believe this. But blink twice if you think he was asking for it by banning a convertible. <laughs> oh man, disrespecting my man. I'm not, man. I used to be Catholic. My grandmother cried when JFK got killed. Ooh. She did not bat an eye when Malcolm X got killed. <laughs> she was, I was like, damn. Because <laughs> I asked. I was like, do you remember where you worked? Do you remember where she was when all these people got killed? And I was like, I love Malcolm X is my favorite historical black person besides Jesus. And I was like, so uh, what about Malcolm X? You're like, oh yeah, I remember when he died. That was sad. This is how she acted. I was like, that's it? That's all you got? <laughs> <laughs> she cried like a baby when JFK and MLK got killed. Like she cried like a baby, she said. Really? Yeah. Speaking of which, because uh, you alluded to your uh, genealogy, uh, my mom got her results back. And so from having done the math with hers and my dad's, which was just at 50% Irish to everything, <laughs> um, not much interesting. I was really hoping for some North African with the Sic- <laughs> with the Sicily roots. I thought we might sneak out of Tunisia and Egypt, perhaps. Um, my mom got it was like two percent Turkish and something else, so I'm running with that. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll take my coffee. I'll take my one percent Turkish. Listen, they make good coffee, from what I've heard. I said I think just means we like Thanksgiving. I, I, probably about one percent turkey. I mean, listen, I, I run with it, run with it. Yeah, I, I was, I was very disappointed. I was really rooting for some, some North African, but it was, ended up being mostly UK, European, which was what I really expected. But I, I was hoping for a weird one, Morocco listen, or he's <laughs> just Moroccan out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so, something out there. What do, what would you have done if it came back three percent Somalian? You'd be like, what the. F- <laughs> Uh, I'd say that I'm a pirate <laughs> like for the rest of life. Yeah, I'm Som- I, I would introduce that. Hi, my name is Ivan. I'm Somalian. <laughs> Listen, man, I'll, I'll, this is my going to be my last thing I'm going to say before we really close it out. I think that the universe is playing a trick on every white person that they haven't figured out yet. And what I mean by that is the fact that depending on which week it is, the richest man in the world plus arguably the smartest man in the world is both the same person who is trying to push society to a level it's never been. And yet he's from Africa. Oh, I, I love saying, well, 
he did just get surpassed on money. I think again. I think Bezos I said depending got on the week. I said depending okay, on the okay, week. Depending on the week. But I I like say, I like joking that or not even joking, just saying just to see people's reactions to say that an African American is the richest man in the world. Because mm-hmm. it's not a yeah. lie. No. No. Yeah. No, know. it's not a lie. I mean, he he's a weird individual, but I, I like him. He, he's, Listen, he's the jury's still out. I'm not putting the chip in my brain, but I love the fact that, like you said, an African American is, depending on the week, the richest man in the world, and arguably the smartest man in the world. And the fact that if you don't definitely know like where, the most progressively intellectual person, like like there's no one there's no one as smart as him with ideas of such grandeur. You know, it's like Jeff Bezos has got the drones and shit, but he's not talking about going to Mars. But Jeff Bezos didn't make the drones, so. <laughs> like, like no no offense to Jeff Bezos. Way more money than I'll ever see in my life, more than likely. Probably he sold books out of his garage. But he's a guy who, who knew business and logistics, but we're acting like he's a like a right. Elon. That's a different world. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, no, there's never been someone as successful as Elon money-wise who has had such big ideas because like he's not just like a car mogul it's like yeah. his ideas are like that's like a baby side project is tesla yeah that's why he only owns what 20 percent of it something like that yeah he's like yeah y'all, y'all I'd, I'd appreciate it if they if they wanted to do more that drove their stock price up though but that's that's for another my day. plan is that when, when i give this car that i that i have now to my nephew when he's able to drive my next car is going to be a tesla I want a Tesla. Yeah, that's the goal. Something like it, a Tesla or something like. It. I like the the new Mustang um, Mach E. That looks pretty dope. But I don't know if I now, chose Mustang. Well, when I move home, yet. I might be in the in the market for a new car. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where I'm at. I mean, as long as you keep making money tax free, government, IRS, audit him. Yeah, you'll be fine, man. Get that brownie, man. Get them cars. Step it up. Yeah, I, I'm more worried about the fact that my car just sucks in the snow. But I love living in the snow, so. Whatever you say, man. Whatever you say, IRS, audit them. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly audit them. Yeah, you know, do it up. I do not recall. Listen, white collar crime, you go to a nice jail. They have tennis courts. Yeah, firm handshakes. <laughs> He'll be shaking something else up. So this has been another episode. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome home, Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> oh, Schmurda. Worse. 
crime after crime, from drugs to extortion. I know my mother wish she got a fucking abortion. She don't even love me like she did when I was younger. Sucking on her chest just to stop my fucking hunger. I wonder if I died, would tears come to her eyes? Forgive me for my disrespect, forgive me for my lies. But maybe mother's eight months, her little sister's two. Who's to blame for both of them? I swear to God, I wanna just slip my wrist and end this bullshit. Throw the magnum to my head, threaten the bullshit. And squeeze until the beds completely red. I'm glad I'm dead. A worthless fucking Buddha head. The stress is building up, I can't. I can't believe suicide's on my fucking mind. I wanna leave, I swear to God, I feel like death is fucking calling me. But nah, you wouldn't understand. Nigga, talk to me, please, man. You see, it's kinda like the crack did the pookie. A new jack, except when I cross over, it ain't no coming back. Should I die on the train track like Rainbow and Beach Street? People at the funeral front and like they miss me. My baby mama kissed me, but she glad I'm gone. She knows me and her sister had something going on. I reached my peak, I can't speak. Call my nigga cheek, tell him that my will is weak. I'm sick of niggas lying, I'm sick of bitches talking. Matter of fact, sick of talking. Please hang up.